Welcome to the Interactive Entrepreneur Podcast, sponsored by Interactive Accountants. Here at the Interactive Entrepreneur, we're trying to provide tips and information to entrepreneurs just like you and I. Welcome aboard. Hey everybody, it's Matt from the Interactive Entrepreneur, sponsored by Interactive Accountants. And today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Joycelyn Brown from IPS Legal. Joycelyn is actually a trademark attorney and probably deals with a little bit more than that. I'm, I'm not being specific there. But uh, she also happens to be an adjunct professor over at the University of Miami Law. Check that out. And I happen to know Joycelyn for a few years now. We've done business together. She's helped me out on some of my trademark stuff as an entrepreneur and today we're going to be diving a little bit into the weeds on a different topic. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about getting comfortable with change in our businesses. And now we're actually going to be just talking about, you know, what it's like to be a single parent and an entrepreneur at the same time. It's like three jobs in one. <laughs> and Joycelyn's going to be sharing a little bit about her experience with this being a single parent and being an entrepreneur. And Joycelyn, welcome to the Interactive Entrepreneur. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much, Matt. And thank you for thank you for inviding me. Um, uh, absolutely. To add to my to my resume, I'm also a registered patent attorney. There you go. See, I know I didn't get it all. So thank you, Joycelyn, for uh, schooling me <laughs> on that. Um, no pun intended there with the adjunct professor stuff. No so, Joycelyn... How old is your daughter now? We won't get into names or anything like that, but how old is your daughter? My daughter just turned five last month and she is, she's a fireball. She's she a fireball. Yeah. And Joycelyn, how long have you had your own business as IPS Legal? Yeah. So I've had, I've had my own law firm since December of 2013 really got things moving and going in 2014. And what was really interesting was when I started the law firm, I started the firm as a remote law firm. And at the time that was unheard of. Everyone, you know, thought that if you needed, if you were going to be an entrepreneur, particularly as a law firm, you needed to have a physical office. You needed to go to an office every day, see clients every day, have the have that open door. And so it's really interesting because when the pandemic hit, it was no, there was no transition for me. It yeah, was, that's it was awesome. smooth operating all around. But yeah, so um, when I started the law firm, it was, you know, I started it and I'll, I'll say that I, I, I took the path of the school of hard knocks. I did some research definitely, but I really just dived right in and I learned as I went and I learned what worked for me and I learned what didn't. Um, I learned what worked for my clients and I learned what didn't. But it's what made you what made you focus on like these, I'll call them intangible assets, patents, trademarks, you know, what made you focus on that area of law? So there were one, there was a there was a void in Miami at the time, right? My the Miami intellectual property, you know, landscape and 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 it has completely shifted, right? So we now have this a tech hub here in here in South Florida. But at the time when I started my practice, there was really just a void. It was very difficult to find any patent attorneys, any patent attorneys. It was also very difficult to find females that were working solely in IP that were not already attached to 
a larger firm. So I just kind of took that path. I saw an opening, I saw a niche, and I, I saw it as an opportunity for growth. If I wanted to establish a company and grow and scale, like most entrepreneurs want to do, that was the path that I that I wanted to take. Awesome. And then obviously you had a child in the midst of opening this law firm and being, yeah. you know, a virtual law firm. And now here we are five years down the road. What are some of the challenges that a single parent entrepreneur faces like yourself? Maybe you could share a little bit with our audience about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I think it's, I, I, I would say that I faced three primary challenges. The first was prioritizing myself. And I, when you become a parent, and for those for those listeners who are parents, recognize that there's there is a lot of energy that goes into raising a child, right? I have three. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're when you're a single parent, that responsibility doesn't double; it actually triples because not only do you have to take care of the child and take care of the home and take care of finances, all of those things. But you also have to make sure that you take care of yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself for your child. And so one of the things that I needed to do is I needed to balance taking care of myself while I was being pulled in, in the directions of motherhood, as well as, you know, managing clients and, and meeting the client's needs. So I had to make sure that I took time for myself to say, these are the things that I need to do for me. These are the things that I need to do in order to be better for the business and for the clients, but then also um, to be the best version for my child. So that would say that was that was one um, primary challenge that I had. The other was um, making sure that I that I set a schedule. It's really easy as an entrepreneur to say, "Oh no, I have you know a million tasks to do. Let me wake up at two o'clock in the morning." and handle these things because that's because oh I just realized that I had to do you know x y and z and a lot of entrepreneurs do that they they fit in the things that they need to do when they have time to do that but sometimes when you have a child it's not that easy your flex your schedule cannot be that flexible so what I ended up doing was I scheduled in my drop my child off at school into my into my schedule um blocking off time off my calendar to handle things that were of, of a more personal nature so that I could not get any meetings automatically scheduled on my calendar or so that my assistant would know not to schedule things. So I had to basically schedule in my personal time, my personal life into my work calendar, if that makes, if that makes sense. And it's something, maybe it's, it's even something as simple as, hey, um, take child to the take child to the dentist, right? Or take child, to, <laughs> take child to the doctor. But it was really important just making sure that I, that I was cognizant of having a schedule that, that represented or was reflective of the needs that I needed to take, to handle for my, for my clients and for my business. And then also the needs that I needed to handle also for, um, um, for my, for my child, for my daughter. Um, the last major, I guess, challenge is knowing when to ask for help knowing if i'm if i'm going the three to hardest help, words most of us ever have to say exactly, i need help i right? need help knowing knowing exactly when i need to ask for help if i need to bring in another attorney onto a case because sometimes you know i have some some clients that i that i service as general counsel um as general counsel clients and i'm very you know, hey, like this is my client. I want to work with them, but sometimes I need help. And I say, calling in the cavalry. Hey, can you come in and can you help me 
help me out with X, Y, Z. Um, no. I need to, I need to take a break to handle something else. Can you handle, can you handle this for me? So what I'm hearing is three things is number one, prioritizing time. Mm -hmm. Number two is scheduling. And then obviously the third one, you just want to repeat that for us one last time. Asking for help, knowing when okay. to ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> So as an entrepreneur, um, prioritizing time for me is very important. While I do have an open calendar app that allows clients to book appointments, they are limited in the time that they can book. Uh, scheduling is a huge issue for me. Um, just like you and many other entrepreneurs out there, our business is, you know, deadline driven sometimes, mm -hmm. for me, always. Uh, I, so I use this thing called blocking, where I literally block my calendar each day with things that I'm going to do. Uh, and then obviously asking for help. I mean, you know, let's face it. I wouldn't, I don't think you or I would be where we are today without the help of staff, you know what I mean? Or, or even family for that matter, you know? Um, yeah. One thing that I don't think, well, maybe I've shared this with you. I don't know if you know this though, but um, with my oldest child, who's now 21, uh, I too was a single parent from the ages of one through four. Wow until I remarried with my current wife. Um, so I, I understand what a single parent goes through, maybe not as much as I did have some help. Obviously, his mother was still in the picture, stuff like that. Uh, and we had shared custody. But uh, yeah, I, um, I was there. And, uh, you know, here, kudos to all the single parents out there that uh, are not only running on their own business, but, you know, being there for their children. Yeah. So you bring up an interesting point because from in my, because of my circumstance, because I, what I, I call, I say that I'm solo dolo, <laughs> but because, mm -hmm. of my, because of my circumstance, I distinguish between being a single parent versus parenting alone, mm. because you could actually be in a relationship married to a child's parent and you, can, yeah. and you, and you could still be parenting alone right doing everything on your own not receiving any substantial assistance oh you know it happens all the times in married yep. couples too you know <laughs> yeah yeah yep, exactly but i'm not a marriage counselor so i won't go there but um <laughs> what other like you know kind of like i guess now that you're into like a rhythm you yeah. know what i mean um being a single parent what is what is it taught you when it comes to managing staff um, being it's, it's, it has definitely taught me patience <laughs> before, before I became, a, before I became a, a parent, let, you know, single parent aside, just before I became a parent, I would say that I had less tolerance. I was, I was very much so you are hired to do a job. My expectation is that you complete and you do this job. And if you don't do this job, then maybe this is not the right fit for you. After I became a parent and after my daughter's personality started to blossom, <laughs> um, I started to, I stopped and I would say, hey, you know what? There might be a reason behind why something is going on. So as opposed to me being so rigid, I've become definitely much more flexible asking questions. Um, just by way of example, I currently have um, my paralegal working for, for the law firm last year was a tough year for her. And so 
it was a, it was impacting it was affecting her performance for several months she was trying really hard to keep what was going on in her personal life she go away from um work life yeah away from work life but it but it blurred it it just it really impacted her performance and so when i finally asked her what was going on she was honest with me and i said hey you know what why don't you just take a leave of absence take a leave of absence i'll check in with you in 3 months and if you're ready to come back to work in 3 months then we can have a discussion and that's exactly what she needed and she came back to work and she got right back into it and was good to go from there. And patience and tolerance definitely help when it comes not only to our families, but, you know, also our employees or yes. our clients or our staff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, something as a, as a young entrepreneur, maybe I, I certainly had less of than I do today. Um, but, you know, changing dirty diapers and, and dealing with sick kids is, has definitely taught me a little bit of patience <laughs> and tolerance for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, Joycelyn, this has been amazing. Is there any way that um, someone would could reach out to you? Let's say they're a fellow entrepreneur and and they're also a single parent, and or maybe they just need really good intellectual asset lawyering, right? Yeah. How can our audience reach out to to your firm? Um, you can reach out in three ways. One, you can call us. That's seven eight six. 539-5098. You can email us, which is info at ipslegalgroup.com. And you can also follow us on social media, which is at IPS Legal Group on all social media handles. One more time, repeat the telephone number and the email for us, Jerusalem. Telephone number is 786-539-5098. And our email address is info at ipslegalgroup.com. Joycelyn, thank you so much again for joining me here today. Really appreciate it. Uh, if anybody needs any type of trademark or patent work, particularly in the South Florida market, I highly rec recommend Joycelyn and her team. Interactive Accountants has used them and we love them. So thank you again, Joycelyn. And once again, Interactive Entrepreneur is sponsored by Interactive Accountants, where we help you measure your success and minimize your taxes. Feel free to reach out to us on the web at info at ia.tax with the web or our, our uh, web address is interactiveaccountants.com. Take care, everyone.